are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Disney Animation Studios' Wish. My name is Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, video games, and all things Geek Centric. Joining me for today's Wish Come True of an episode, uh, we've got my good friend, a very wish wishing person. He's always wishing. It's Justin Lawrence. <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> I think we've good, man. I, I thought we were done with all the the wish wishing, but uh, it seems like uh, it'll continue beyond. We'll the never review, stop wishing. So. We'll yeah, never stop course. wishing. And that's you know what? That's a great part of the movie, right? So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and it's you know I think it's it's incredible to think that you know characters have been wishing on stars for so long and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 2023, uh, as I'm sure we've already said a few times on this podcast, is the 100th year of Disney animation. And, you know, in our spoiler-free review for Wish, which is out right now, you can definitely go check that out. Uh, we discussed our favorite Disney animated films, but we never got to hear from you, Justin. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a tough question, but mm. what's your favorite Disney animated Yeah, that is that is hard. Um, I definitely think my favorite film lives in the sort of classic era you know that lion king Mulan, mm. hercules era like i know that's a big span of years but it, it lives in that that sort of 2d animated uh world um if i had to pick the, the one that i would that i would watch a lot growing up was aladdin yeah. um and a lot of it had yeah. to do with with robin williams and just his mm. zany in your face personality that that he brought to the genie that just for me, because I knew who Robin Williams was, it was literally like watching an animated Robin Williams. So it was kind of like, <laughs> it was my first real sort of, I guess, interpretation of something being meta. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, it, sure. It, a certain degree, right? Where I'm like, I'm like, I know he's the You're genius. Like, that's just blue really... Robin Williams. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just blue Robin Williams. And like, in a lot of ways, uh, interjecting that sense of spontaneity in the humor really mm-hmm. elevated the experience of the movie from the first time that I watched it, that I would always continue to go back to it. But dude, like at that age, it was like Lion King. I always watched, yeah. you know, Little Mermaid was another gem. Of, the of golden age. Movie. Yeah, it's the golden age of of Disney animated movies when you would get those big chunk and VHS tapes that were like so plastic good. binders. The, the and... white plastic. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still got so a few. Cool. So, uh, so but... cool. But yeah, those. I guess I, I would say Aladdin would probably be the one that that uh, I was it was a go to for me a lot. That's cool. You know, I think that's. I think I mean for myself, I think you know. You said you you knew Robin Williams ahead of time. That's like for me the introduction. Think, introduction to Robin Williams, and I was like, who is this guy? And then obviously going forward and seeing him in live, you know, live action and what have you. Um, but yeah, man, that's cool. Okay, I love that. I love that. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense when you get to know Justin Aladdin. Yeah, that, that I get that. I get that. Do you trust me? <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Justin, you know, we uh, you know, you, that that might have been something that might have inspired you uh, as a kid uh, growing up is watching Aladdin. Uh, and you got a chance to talk to a couple folks that might have been inspired 
uh, by Disney Animation as they grew up. Uh, would you mind letting our lovely listeners know exactly who you had the chance to chat with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, back in August uh, from earlier this year, uh, Nate and myself were invited out by Disney Studio Canada, along with a bunch of other press members, uh, to participate in um, previewing some footage for this movie ahead of its release. And with that, uh, uh, I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, one of the directors, Fawn Virasenthorn, and Peter Delvecco, who's a producer, and both have had uh, extensive careers at Disney. This interview was so much fun because it was more um, introductory. Like, haven't obviously now I've seen all the entire movie, but when you when you watch the interview, you'll see I I, I reference parts of the presentation that they talked about and what we did get to see. Um, and of course, a huge thanks to Disney Studios Canada for setting up this. Uh, incredible press event in Canada. It's it's so great when we can get the filmmakers and the producers and even the actors at times to come out and uh, share a little insight. You know, earlier this year, it was uh, Peter Sohn from yep. Elemental uh, had the chance to sit down with him and, and same sort of setup. There was a presentation and then an opportunity to interview. Uh, so it's very much the same here. But of course, we are talking about uh, Disney's 100th anniversary uh, in relation to this movie. Um, so yeah, this was a this was a really fun interview. You know, it's so great to talk with the people that make the things that we love because in a lot of ways they're geeks. So we get to geek out with them. So the same sentiment here, it's, it's talking with Disney fan fanatics that love to geek out about, you know, all of this, this culture of, of what makes Disney so inspiring. Absolutely. And it's great when we, you know, when we're given a chance, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love any opportunity to talk to the people we love, but I love it even more when we get uh, a, a good amount of time. And I, I think this is, you know, I found, cause I, when watching it back, I, you know, it's definitely a little more conversational um, than some of our other interviews, and 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 I love that. And you give some good insight as well as as well as them. So, um, listen, before we keep blabbering on and just spoiling things, uh, without further ado, please enjoy our interview uh, with director Fawn Virasenthorn and producer Peter Del Vecco. Well, hey Fawn, hey Peter, thank you so much for joining us on the Geek Centric Podcast. It really means a lot for you to take the time. How are you both doing today? We're doing great. great. Yeah, I'm excited to get to talk about the movie finally. Yeah. Yeah, I was like taken back by by the presentation that you guys did today. Uh, some great insight, actually. To start, you know, I think what was great is that you guys opened up with how wishing on a star has always been a part of Disney's legacy, and one thing that really stood out uh, that you mentioned was that this story is going to take place before all the stories that we know and love. So before Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Why did you guys decide to set the story in a time before those stories? We want to create an original fairy tales. So we're looking at wish period that hasn't been done before. Mm -hmm. And the medieval period has a really great um, sensibility and opportunity for something beautiful. So that's mm -hmm. where we, why we landed there. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Now, you know, another huge part of Disney's legacy is animation. And, you know, what I absolutely love is that there is a sense of tradition with something fresh. So I wanted to know, how does Wish continue the legacy of Disney animation while also finding its own voice? Well, certainly, you know, building upon the past and building upon many of the shorts, technology has changed and allows us to do things that we haven't done before. Mm -hmm. But it's the nice balance of, of uh, the feeling of uh, the traditional hand-drawn animation, mm -hmm. but uh, with, with all the uh, 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 CG and, and to be able to build the build the world with it, the yeah. blending of those two was important to us. And there's, there's such a textural quality 
to the look of the footage that we saw today. Like you referenced watercolors as as sort of a source and you really do see it in the background and in the textural elements of of the environment, which is just it really just comes out and, and hits so in the face. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it really stands out. It it really does. Now, Fawn, you have worked for Disney for a while. I think since like 2011. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, I, I wanted to know how do you think the culture at Disney has shaped your growth and development as a filmmaker over those years? There's an increasing number of women in the uh, story department that I have seen. So that has created a dynamic conversations amongst the story team, right? When we, when we cast story artists, we're trying to bring in people with different point of view mm -hmm. so they can bring themselves to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I, I think that that's one thing that Disney's really getting right, you know, I, I, is, is implementing people that can bring their own stories to help tell these new stories and really, you know, representation, culture, it's all, it's all there in its own way. And it's such a beautiful thing to see it kind of amass itself in, in a sort of collaborative collective in this movie. Um, you know, Peter, you know, you also have, have a, a, quite a career with, with Disney, uh, Frozen, Frozen 2, obviously some big ones. Um, it, with working on Wish, is there anything holistically in your experience that you've learned while working on this movie? Maybe something that is, you know, you, you haven't really done, dealt with before in past experiences, anything new? Um, I think what I most learned is what's most important, and this has stood the test of time, is story and character, but really making them uh, relatable and believable, creating a world that is believable, not necessarily realistic, believable, where the audience is is drawn into it and uh, you believe this world actually exists. So if you can get all those elements right, uh, you've got something. Yeah, relatability. I think that that's, that's something that will connect with all audiences. Sure. and. You know, you mentioned that today in the presentation, which I thought was was very poignant, given the sort of where we are in, in with with cinema and and how we experience movies and how we go and and what audiences really want to take away. For you guys, I wanted to know for both of you is is there how do you relate to your to this movie and is there any characters that you specifically relate to? I love Asha and I love the how she doesn't take herself too seriously, mm -hmm. right? And she able to speak her mind and and. She doesn't need to feel the pressure to be something perfect, someone perfect. Mm -hmm. And the sense that I can see myself in her mm -hmm. and going on this journey and feel inspired by her choices and action, I think that will bring empowerment, the sense of empowerment to the audience. Nice. Awesome. How about for yourself? I think, well, I would have said Asha also, but I'll, I'll switch to Magnifico. <laughs> Not that I want to be a villain, yeah. but I love characters that are nuanced. I love characters that you may not understand why they're making the choices they do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you may not like the choices they make, right. but you can understand why they're making the choices. So yeah. I find with Magnifico, I can I can at least understand it. Yeah, a villain that you can not necessarily relate to, but like you want to understand their motives. Right. And then is it their intentions or their motives that you really, as a as an audience member, have to kind of sure. morally challenge, right? Yeah. Like, is, it, yeah. is there is there something? There? Yeah, we say that Magnifico is someone you would love to hate. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's great. And, you know, you guys were describing him and I was thinking, uh, you know, you're basically describing Chris Pine, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, you and speaking of the cast, you do have such a great cast. You have Ariana DeBose and you have Chris Pine as well as 
Alan Tudyk. And you guys mentioned the voice acting process, you know, especially with Alan kind of coming in and, you know, going one way with the voice. And he said, hey, why don't I try something like this? And that worked. Um, how do you guys work with the voice actors so that they can bring themselves to these characters? And does that in any way influence what the final product or the, the sort of final animation would look like for those characters? Yeah, for sure. We, we, we told them from the start, like, hey, feel free to ad lib. And a lot of time people will come in with ideas or questions of like, what's the motivation behind that? And both, well, Ariana, Chris Pine and Alan Tudyk, both, uh, they all do that. They all bring that part of themselves into the project. Yeah, I always like, love to in voice actors, because it's not necessarily just putting on a character's voice. It's finding the character's soul, sure. yeah. right? And really kind of dialing in and finding out where this character is and what their journey looks like and, and embodying that in the voice. So I think from what we've seen, the, the 20 minutes, it does really feel like Ariana is, you know, she's very bold in her, her approach and she wants to really carve out her own path. Um, so I think that that's absolutely perfect. Um, you know, this has been a huge year for animation. Uh, yeah. So many great movies have, have been hitting theaters. Um, I want to know, I know you guys have been working on this movie, but have you guys had a chance to see any other fantastic animated films in theaters recently or, or over the past year that has been maybe inspiring to you? I have watched them all and I feel like there's this sense of incredibly excitement that people are coming to the theater to watch animated movies. Yes. So that that makes us excited also yeah. that Wish is coming out in theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same. I've watched them all. Uh, I, I think just the fact that the world is embracing animation right now yeah. is, is it, it helps all of us. If I were, can I put you on the spot and ask you if there was one that you were to pick, anything that you think that would stand out in your mind as um, being really uh, influential? Uh, look, there, there's many. Yeah. Um, I actually like Elemental. Yeah. Um, I thought the creativity in that was amazing. Yes, Peter Peter Stone was. We had the opportunity to, had the opportunity to talk to him, and such an honor he came to Toronto as well. Sure. Showed some footage, and yeah, the, just a sneak peek into that world and sure. seeing how it actually materialized is is absolutely great. Yes. Um, you know, there's so much to be proud of with this movie, right? It's been obviously a long time coming. You guys have both been working on it for quite some time. If you were to necessarily maybe identify one thing for each of you that you're very proud that you brought to this movie, what would that be, and why? It's hard to pinpoint one thing. Yeah, I was thinking about the movie until you said what we brought, because uh, it's such a collaborative medium. It's hard to separate sometimes. Sure. You know what it is we brought, other than you know creating an incredible, incredible team mm -hmm. of artists and and storytellers. That uh, to me, that's what I'm most proud of. Awesome. Yeah. No, I think that, like you said, that's the collaboration piece, and and you mentioned it in the presentation, Fawn. It you know someone brings something to the table and it just changes everything and it adds a new layer and I think that that's fascinating. And that's the excitement, the exciting yeah. part of it, right? You come up with this idea that you think was the greatest. Right. And then we get onto the discussion and we're like, wow, we can do even <laughs> yeah. better than yeah. that. <laughs> well, just to wrap things up, my last question is for you, Fon. You know, you mentioned today that as a young girl, you were inspired to draw because of the Disney movies you watched in the past. and. You know, you grew up wanting to kind of aspire to be that. And now here you are directing a Disney movie, but not just directing a Disney movie. You're directing a movie that celebrates everything that inspired you. Do you have any words of wisdom or anything that you would want to share to someone who inspires to be someone like yourself someday? It could be scary to take a, a path that everyone may tell you is 
it's risky or you know it's not logical but i think i've been following my intuition yeah <laughs> since that day i decided to mm -hmm. pursue animation as a career and i think that courage if it occurs to you i think just grab onto it and follow it yeah be your own origin story right you yeah. know make your own origin so absolutely love that Fawn Peter, thank you so much for taking the time today. It really means a lot. Uh, thank you so much for bringing the presentation to Toronto to show us some of the great footage. I look forward to seeing it in November, but I got to say the song's already stuck in my head, so I'm, I'm ready to rock. So. Right, thanks. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. And we are back. Dude, great interview, dude. Um, I, 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 I love the fact that we have someone watching it back. I was like, Honestly, I almost enjoyed the interview more um, even having seen the film. And I think, you know, if you're catching this interview after you've seen the film, I think I love the fact that we, we you got to speak with someone with someone who represents the story of the movie she helped create with Fawn. I mean, you were bringing it up earlier before the interview about like the, the meta-ness of, of seeing Robin Williams in Aladdin. I think there's such a an interesting sort of full circle aspect to this, right? Like wish is very much focused on hope and never giving up on your dreams. And she grew up watching the movies that inspired her to start drawing. And now she's creating something to help inspire kids of today who might go on to, you know, draw something and, and work on maybe the 200th uh, Disney animated, you know, an you know, anniversary film. So I think it's just really cool to kind of see that the, the full circle um, aspect to it. Cause it, it, it showcases the magic that this company can have in the real world. Yeah, her story is very much uh, a wish come true, uh, yeah. if you will, because, you know, starting from the aspirations of wanting to draw and, you know, being inspired by Disney to now being a part of the Disney 100th year anniversary film, like a film that is being elevated as as Disney 100. It's so great. It, it, again, it's it's full circle. And even the commentary about wishing and what that means to 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 the world of uh, of the film um i think it's almost like art imitating life there's such a great fusion here um of of those elements so i really i really appreciated the the sincerity that fawn uh you know shared in terms of you know what she's inspires to be and how she wants others to find their path and you know really be the owner of their own destiny if you will well and i think the the way that we get movies like this and stories like this is is when you have uh you know disney and 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 uh, you know other studios that are um you know collecting various groups of people from all walks of life to mm -hmm. present sort of what you know their experiences and i think you know um when you asked peter like what is something that or you asked both of them what is something that they are individually proud of that they brought it's it's interesting because i, I mean it's true i i i with something so collaborative, it is very tough. I can see how it's very tough to separate your actions from the greater team. But I think it was cool that Peter was proud of the team that he helped to assemble for the production of the movie. And then when Fawn mentioned seeing the amount of, of women in the story department grow as she's been with the company, I think it's just, again, we're getting stories from, from folks from all over the world, from different walks of life, from different perspectives, which, you know, even for Disney, again, we, we love Disney, but that's not something that would have been true 15 to 20 years ago. No, but that's right? a different time, right? Like, again, yeah. a lot of people are are criticizing Disney for this new approach. And they use that that inflammatory word of, of woke culture. And I don't think it's about being woke. I think it's about being more 
consciously aware of the stories that they're putting out and the impact that they can have on yeah. audiences. When you're a brand that speaks to children and inspires children and children are watching it, you hold a lot of responsibility to ensure that that message through and through is very important. And yes, there's adults, there's people that have grown up like that's, that's the reality about Disney now too, is that it's generational. I'm happy to see that Disney has been consciously aware of what are the type of stories that we want to tell? Who are the type of filmmakers and storytellers that we want leading that? What does visual representation of cultures and, and even disabilities, um, you know, mm -hmm. how does that, how is that, how does that help to shape the minds of the next generation? Now, they can go further, but they have the opportunity to reach more and shape the minds of, of the future. I myself find it very aspirational, inspiring to see Disney be very self-aware of the, what message they're putting out there. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about in our review that, you know, I think the, the consensus was that Wish does have a, a fairly sort of more simplistic approach to the actual narrative. But when you look at all of the pieces combined, you can definitely see the the you know the push for the cultural diversity and and other sort of aspects that we've been talking about in the film uh, wholeheartedly. And I think that's a huge part of its charm. It's a huge part of its world building in general. Uh, and uh, hopefully, it just continues to become a more and more important aspect to Disney because again, the, then we get wonderful storytellers like Fawn uh, yes. to, to kind of tell, you know, her story through the story of, of Asha. So, yeah, um, but that is it for this special behind the geeks episode for Disney, Stu Disney animation studios wish uh, again, special thanks to our friends at Disney Canada for granting our wishes uh, and letting us chat uh, with these incredibly talented folks. Again, we're always so humbled to talk to anyone and everyone who's helped to make the things we love. Uh, keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering recent releases. Uh, like, uh, for instance, you can listen to, again to our spoiler-free review for Wish. Uh, but we also have spoiler-free reviews for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, Episodes 1 to 5, The Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Next Goal Wins, The Marvels, and In Invincible Season 2. Uh, part one. Uh, and we have some other great interviews that Justin has actually gotten to take part in recently as well, like our interviews with the team behind Monarch Legacy of Monsters, um, where Justin chats with, uh, you know, the visual effects supervisor, Sean Conrad, executive producer and director Matt Shackman, executive producer Matt Fraction and showrunner Chris Black. He talks about the rock star nature of Godzilla. And he even asks Matt Shackman, uh, about the Fantastic Four. So be sure to check out those interviews and all of our interviews, either here on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com. Justin, thank you so much for joining me uh, for this inspiring Behind the Geeks episode. Uh, and as we say, love you. Peace. <laughs>